The struggle for breath and catching our breath has become a richly textured theme of 2020. From the onset of COVID and symptoms involving breath to George Floyd's cry out to breathe, to the gasping for breath as the Western United States burns, to our collective need to catch our breath as this year continues to unfold. Welcome to The Breathing Room, a space to discover the gift of a cleansing breath. I'm Lauren Hubelay, and in this series, I get to meet with some of the smartest and most compassionate women I know. Each subject matter experts in their own particular field of natural health. Today, I welcome Kelly Lindsay, a highly regarded body-mind therapist, meditation and yoga yoga instructor in Austin, Texas. Our paths have crossed many times in the last decade. Kelly, thank you for accepting this invitation. And how are you making sense of this theme? Oh, thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. It's such a complex theme. And I think you know, each of us are making sense of it in our own ways. And for me, as a meditation teacher who spends a lot of time um, both talking about the breath and also as a meditation practitioner, experiencing my own breath, um, this theme is so apropos because the breath has so much to teach us and it reflects so perfectly uh, the state of our minds and our hearts and our bodies. Um, you know, it can really reveal to us so much about where we are and how we are experiencing life in each moment. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Kelly, how has your relationship with breath changed over this past year? It's really interesting because, you know, in meditation practice, the basic instruction is not to control or manipulate the breath in any way, but simply to observe the breath. And one of the things that I've been noticing in my own experience is just sometimes how difficult it is to feel that I'm breathing deeply or breathing well. Mm. Um, because we are living in a time of, you know, such tremendous turbulence and uncertainty and a very natural human response to that uncertainty and that turbulence is uh, to feel anxious or um, even fearful. Sure. And when we are feeling anxious or fearful, our physical bodies contract or restrict in some way and the breath is restricted too. So we end up, you know, breathing in a more shallow or perhaps even rapid way. And it can feel challenging sometimes to feel like there's enough room to really, as you said in the opening, catch our breaths mm. or uh, to take a deep breath. Mm. Um, and so I've been noticing just in myself, uh, sometimes a, a tendency to just feel that I'm 
not able to breathe deeply or well. Mm. But it's certainly more on your mind, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Kelly, in the work you're doing with meditation practitioners in your therapy practice, are, are you hearing this theme? Are you hearing questions about breath or is this coming up more prevalent this year? I think it's absolutely more prevalent and oftentimes what I hear people lead with, um, both um, as a therapist um, in with my clients and as a meditation teacher with my students, breath isn't typically something that comes up first. Mm. What is communicated first is um, an awareness of emotions, right? Mm. I'm feeling irritable or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling afraid or I'm worried or um, you know all of these emotional responses to the uncertainty or kind of the mental aspect of you know I'm having difficulty concentrating or I feel um, you know like my mind is not as clear or stable as it typically is experienced to be and it's only after bringing attention to the breath that as meditation practitioners we do over and over and over again that there becomes an awareness of how the breath is affected so i'm hearing the gateway for most of the people that i've been working with and talking with hasn't been the breath itself mm -hmm. but awareness of the mind or the heart or even how the body is experiencing the stress at the present moment and then when attention is brought to the breath something remarkable happens sure. Sure. Yes, that that placing attention on whether it's the emotion or the physical sensation we have um, allows us to do something about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Even though, like I said earlier, the you know in meditation instruction, you know the instruction is just simply to bear witness to the breath or to be with the breath to place attention on the experience of the breath in the body um, as opposed to trying to control or manipulate the breath, you know, trying to breathe more deeply or uh, to have any one particular experience of the breath. But interestingly, oftentimes what happens when we do attend to the breath is all by itself, the body is able to breathe differently. Mm -hmm. Just by making an unconscious process, something that I'm consciously aware of. Sure, sure. Kelly, are, do you, this is what you do day in and out, right? And so are there exercises or practices that you're recommending for your clients right now to help with this breathing? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that meditation students sometimes make is sitting down for meditation and just trying to go straight into breath awareness. Mm -hmm. And what I'm noticing more and more now is that there is um, a real opportunity and even a necessity to take our time in meeting the breath 
And there's a beautiful practice that comes from the Tibetan Buddhist tradition called the Four Foundations of Mindfulness. And breathing is one of the foundations. And the other three are really, really important and they can be gateways to accessing the breath. And the other three foundations are mindfulness of environment, where are we and what's happening around us, which can be really helpful in orienting ourselves to you know, an awareness that actually what's happening around us is okay, right? In this space that I'm occupying right now, there's no need to threat. Because there's so much that feels threatening right now. You know, whether we're talking about racial injustice or what's happening in our political system or global warming or COVID. Sure. There's so many things that are experienced by many as threatening. But when we can tune into present moment awareness of what's actually happening in our environment right now and you might even do this as you're listening to me right you just look around and notice where you are and what you can see and maybe even take a moment to listen to sounds and feel yourself in this space and just connect with a sense of presence that's foundation of mindfulness of environment. And then the second foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of body. Mm. And attuning to our bodies. So within the space that you're in, just allowing your attention to explore the felt sense of being here in this body, in your body as it is right now. And you know, the body speaks to us in sensations, so becoming aware of the sensations that are present in the inner landscape of your body as a way, gateway to becoming more embodied and more fully present in this moment. And as we experience this, you might just notice already if there's uh, been an awareness of breathing without actually bringing that to the forefront yet. The, the third foundation of mindfulness is um, mindfulness of mind which is just an awareness of what's on our minds or on our hearts because in buddhism the heart and the mind are one it's often referred to as the heart mind uh, so it's inclusive of thoughts and emotions but also just the general feeling of how does my mind feel how does my heart feel right now and giving space to Whatever's arising in the landscape of heart-mind in you, again, as a way of becoming more present and attuned to what's happening right now. And when we can attend to the environment that we're in and the body that we're in and the experience of our hearts and our minds in the present moment, Oftentimes then having spent a little bit of time and it could be a few moments like we just did or a few minutes with each one, then it becomes a little bit more easeful to begin to orient to and experience the breath in the body. Kelly, you know, you were the first meditation teacher that offered that gift to me and it stays with me today. Um, whenever I feel compelled to get to that cushion and let's get this done. <laughs> 
which sometimes happens. Um, I'm reminded um, if I struggle that I need to come back and check in with those um, that the, that set of awarenesses. And that's a great awareness, Lauren, that you know sometimes we can take our seats and just slip really easily into an awareness of breath. And then sometimes we find it more difficult. And in those moments when we are experiencing some kind of difficulty or challenge, then it's a great reminder, right, to take that not as that something's wrong, uh, but that something else is needed. And, and Kelly, really, what we're talking about here in, in like the big umbrella overall is being compassionate with what's happening right now with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that is exactly what we all need to be cultivating more of. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And I think attention and compassion go hand in hand because it's hard to have compassion for those experiences or even those people that we're with that we're not fully present with. Yes, yes. It's much easier to be judgmental in that state, right? Yeah, so attention can really be um, a preliminary, if you will, to compassion, right? Like really what's happening right now? What am I experiencing? What is another person experiencing? What's happening in the world right now? Like paying attention to that, turning toward it instead of turning away from it so that we can have the empathic resonance and the felt connection that allows compassion to arise. Beautiful. Yeah, I think if ever there is a time for everyone being called to learn compassion for themselves, it's now. I mean, it's, you used the word before we started recording, it's intense. And, and the, the last thing we need to do is be intense with ourselves and um, fill our minds with shoulds and um, what we, we ought to be doing. That's right. Yeah. There's, there's a beautiful poem by a woman named Donna Falls that really speaks to this and I'm wondering if it would be okay if I read the first few lines oh please Kelly she says it only takes to breathe moment be still and just like that something in me settles softens makes space for imperfection the harsh voice of judgment drops to a whisper and I remember again that life isn't a relay race. Shall I keep going? Oh please. It's so hard. Oh please. It's so hard to stop because it's so good. She says, I remember again that life isn't a relay race, that we will all cross the finish line, that waking up to life is what we were born for. And as many times as I forget and catch myself charging forward without even knowing where I'm going, that many times I can make the choice to stop, to breathe, to be, and to walk slowly into the mystery. 
Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for that poem. Thank you for your wisdom that you so generously shared with everyone. Kelly, where can people learn more about your work? Um, the best way is to go directly to my personal website, which is kellyannlindsay.com. And on that site, you'll find links to my private practice as a body-mind therapy therapist at Be Well Austin and my um, online meditation teaching, which is happening right now through the Mind Oasis, which is an incredible online platform that anyone for anyone that wants to learn about meditation or deepen their meditation practice or just practice in community right now. This is mm -hmm. such a time when connection is so hard. You know, we're being challenged to find to be together and to connect with one another um, and it's a wonderful online community and opportunity to do that yes and I would give a vote of confidence for that as well wonderful Kelly thank you again thank you Laura